You are now about to witness wrestling knowledge at its finest. Sideline Junkies proudly presents the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, the big guy, KG. They are the Wrestle Maniacs. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to a Saturday night edition of the WrestleManiacs, presented by the Sideline Junkies. We got the People's Choice, Donna Rodriguez. Donna going humble pie. <laughs> yes, indeed. Fed to him by the one, the only big guy, KG. Yes, indeed, that is me. So somehow along the lines, the sky opened up. An opportunity dropped into the big guy's lap, and he was able to earn a two-to-one victory thanks to Money in a Bank without any controversy being a deciding factor. So I have to give you your kudos. I, I, we're in a new year, so I, I'm at least trying to be nice when you actually win the one time in a 12-month period. So... Congratulations on your victory. And that's it. <laughs> Woo. Woo. I, Moment over. I'm proud of myself. I, I greatly appreciate Hercules. it. Hercules. That is greatly appreciated. Hard for to give me my $10, man. God dang. <laughs> I know I got paid for that. Oh, man. What a week, man. Uh, amazing. I like, I've been looking forward to Saturday night. Oh, you won. <laughs> well, not because of that. I, I, I really, I, I need to. I mean, number one, it's May twenty fifth. We got all or nothing tonight. Yep. So I, I really wanted to hear what you had to say about some things that came out uh, early this week. Some shots were fired. So I wanted to hear all of that, and then how, what you felt about money in the bank. Well, that's a good segue into going around the universe. So we might as well just go ahead and. Uh jump in and start talking about Money in the Bank. The uh, first match of the night, which could have made this a tie had I have somehow been paying a little bit closer attention and realized this was a non-title match between Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Usos. I absolutely would have voted for the Usos, but uh, I think KG slipped me a Mickey and I, I wasn't paying attention on that pick and he got the win on that one. But, I mean, it was actually a really good match. Uh, Daniel Bryan looked healthy. He looked, uh, you know, on pace with what he normally would do. So I was pleasantly surprised with how that match turned out. Um, I mean, Usos did what they're supposed to do. So that, that was no question, concern, or comment with that one. So the, the Usos did what they were supposed to do. And then um, it was just a good match to start off the night. No complaints from me. I mean, I'm yeah, not even going to say. won that one. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say a good match for you, uh, but yeah, yeah, that was a little rough for me. I was, I was hurting in the uh, the win loss column, and then everything else started going with the man. Why the second match have to be one that we picked at the same time? Why the third match have to be a second thing? Like, God dang it, this is gonna come down to one match, and that's what happened. One, well, actually, yeah, basically one match decided the whole thing. Um, we went from there to surprisingly. The women's money in the bank 
which uh, had a little bit of interesting changes. We know we had uh, Nikki Cross in, but nobody, at least neither one of us, had picked Bailey to win the championship. Not at all. And it's not anything against her. It's just like, uh, okay, I don't think. You know, we, we, we thought they would go a, a couple different ways, but like, uh, why, why do you think they gave Bailey the nod? Keep her happy. Not to, you know, upset her the way that they upset Sasha Banks. But, I mean, she deserves it more than anything. So, Yeah, I agree. Now, with that, do you think Sasha is being extra, quote-unquote, sensitive about that whole situation and how long she's been out? Because it's not like she's holding out for financial reasons, you know? This is one of those, okay, she's just mad because she had to drop the title. Then mad because her and Bailey is breaking up, and it's all back to back. And I, I, I do admit, you know, for creative purposes, y'all knew that you know you were about to split them up. Why are you gonna be like, oh, by the way, y'all dropping the titles tonight at WrestleMania? <laughs> you know that that's a little salty. But do you think that not communicating in all of this time, it either seems like there's more to it than what has been told from Sasha's standpoint of how she feels or she could be just being a big baby. What, what do you think? I think there's more to it because you don't just come out and all of a sudden act like a petulant child because you dropped the titles. But I mean, you, you put these titles out there, you have to build strong women's teams mm-hmm. and the, the boss and her connection was very strong. As far as a woman's team go, even with, uh, oh, they don't like each other and somebody's going to turn. That that feel right there made them fan favorites. I mean, you didn't know if one was going to turn on the other for solo glory, but they work well together. And it was like one of those things where you kind of force them together and it worked. Mm-hmm. Why would you split that up is my question. I wouldn't have never split that up. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I would have split it up. But, and that, that's just because, remember, we talked about it. We had the big buildup for them getting the championships. And then we didn't have really the, the payoff we were looking for, at least in my opinion. So what could you do to spice it up? Now, we would probably have one turn on the other or something like that, or that been a, a rift that would have led to them losing the belts, and then that would have had them have another NXT-style match where maybe Bailey would have won that type of thing. I wouldn't mind seeing it go in that direction. But to me, I didn't have the payoff as maybe what it could have been if we may have had Nia Jax and Tamina with the win, you know? Right. And that's what I thought would win. Yeah. But I mean, overall, though, the the Money in the Bank match was really good. Now, if I had to be nitpicky, and that's only because when I watch a match, I'm looking for the story and I for both sides and I'm looking for holes in the flow and the only thing I would say is and I know they haven't done a lot of them and I can't wait for the point to where this is almost like a standard issue thing so that way you don't see the pause for the setup for the next move you know men's money in the bank in comparison to the women's is bang 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 flip off bang flip off once in a while you may get the 
why is he standing there holding the ladder in this precarious position for like seemingly three minutes, but mm-hmm. maybe thirty seconds, and then oh, okay, that's so that way that person can, you know, do the the jump and drop kick. But you know, on the women's side, it it was a little bit more of that, and you know, it's just because they don't do it that often. I'm assuming, um, and there's so much going on, so it's just not a regular thing, you know, one these big large ladder matches and and all this stuff going on. But that's the only thing I would just want it to be a little bit more free free flowing. All the spots were good, but then that pause was like uh uh you know, with the exception of the the, the Carmella thing, which I'm still waiting to see is that uh 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 work or was she really moderately injured? Cuz I I picked up on that right away. When Mandy was trying to attack uh, uh, Carmella, and then she kept pushing him, like, "Dang, that's that's not a a wrestling move." <laughs> nah, that's get off me. I'm hurt. Yeah, for real. But I didn't see the X's go up, so I'm like, "That's what, what, what I was trying to figure out. Is this a storyline thing, and they're trying to build something, or 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 what?" But other than that, I mean, uh, the the women's money in the bank ladder match, what was actually really good. Um, a lot of that the. Uh, Oh gosh, the eclipse that Ember Moon hit was ridiculous. I think Nikki Cross did a phenomenal job coming out there and and being interjected in and and overall it was just spot on cool, man. Yeah, it was. I just but the best part about it, I thought it would end the show, but the best part about it nobody saw Bailey winning. Yeah. And that's that's what I loved about it that I I'm I'm I got you looking left. You're looking left. You're looking left. And then when you think that, you know, that's right, pow, I snap your head and make you look right. Mm-hmm. And and, and that that was good uh, good writing on that part to, to make that happen. What also had great writing and storytelling was that U.S. championship match between Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. But then, you know, from what I've been seeing, especially, uh, you know, looking at some some analytics on – Twitter from people like Dave Meltzer, um, from uh, PW Insider, and, and you know other stuff like that, is that that was a planned referee botch allegedly, because we all know that three count should not have happened with uh, somebody's shoulder clearly like Samoa Joe was almost on his side. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, wait a minute, did they just count the three? Did the whole entire world saw this from the hard camera angle? So, because as you noticed, you started seeing more matches where the refs seemed like they were having those type of issues, I guess, or, or you know, stuff that normally wouldn't be a regular WWE referee mistake. You think it's kind of sort of to cover up what happened at uh, WrestleMania with the women's title match because it wasn't supposed to end that way with uh, Rousey Ronda getting Rousey pinned. getting pinned. But I think that was the best thing. That should have been a call the whole time. Why are you protecting Ronda? Like you talked about many times, she needs to take the L to grow. Yes, indeed. So not having it go that way to protect her to be what the baddest woman on the planet to lose at some point, we all know streaks don't last in the WWE. If they the don't Undertaker last in wrestling, lost, period. Yeah. The Undertaker lost his streak, then everybody is fair game. If Goldberg lost his streak to a taser, 
everybody <laughs> is fair game. So, <laughs> but Ronda Rousey losing her streak, her unbeaten streak, fair and square. Mm-hmm. It builds her, it breaks her down, but it yeah. endears her to the fans. As, but even if she loses it dirty, and it endears her to the fans because they're like, okay, you got screwed. We're behind you. Next thing you know, all the fans are behind her. And look what happens. Next yeah. thing you know, she has that groundswell, and she is a fan favorite, whether she's a a, a face or a heel. Oh, she yeah. has the groundswell. Yeah, it helps her to become a face because she could be humanized. Because remember, before that, she was on that pace for her to be labeled Super Cena. Well, Super, uh, you know, something. But, you know, <laughs> remember John Cena. Oh, don't matter who it is. John Cena is going up against the entire, you know, and, uh, uh, Nexus and all of DX and the NWO and all of TNA combined. Next thing you know, Fabu's a doom. He hit on everybody. John Cena wins the match. Yeah. Really? Really? All of that and John Cena just won the match? Come on. And so the wild part about that, it. On that direction. But the wild part about it, when he did that, I drank the Kool-Aid because I was right there wanting to see John Cena beat all the people that had been a thorn in fan sides. Now, granted, I'm a huge DX fan. But they were throwing in my side for quite some time because of what they did to Stone Cold, what they did to The Rock and everybody else. They were throwing in my side. NWO, loving to death, both factions, black and white and Wolfpack. But they were throwing in my side. Nexus, throwing in my side. I'm never going to say I love them because I hated them. <laughs> Nexus was the, the original Nexus was really cool outside of them spitting on people. But they, <laughs> they solved that right away. But the, the talent that came from the Nexus, I mean, Daniel Bryan alone. Uh, but I still, I'm still a way bear, excuse me, bad news Barrett fan. It's just, I love that. I'm afraid I got some bad news. Like, oh man, <laughs> AKA Baron Corbin <laughs> has fulfilled that that slot. But well, we didn't even talk about the, the Samoa Joe match yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Because clearly the setup is, is still, as we talked about, supposedly um, getting Dominic involved in this somehow. So I think they did a good job of setting up for Dominic. Maybe Mysterio is going to get injured and Dominic is going to step in. I still say I would love to see Dominic don the mask. At some point, that has to be the, the, the right of passage that he has to put on that Mysterio mask. Has to. He'll be tall Mysterio senior (laughs) or something, but he has to, man. Hey, I can can see it. I think it'll be good. I agree. I agree. Now, speaking of good, I wasn't planning on this being entertaining. And I know this sounds bad from the two people that was in it. And kudos to you for this pick. Because that was like the hands of God uh, uh, of great storytelling that came into play between the Miz and Shane Steel Cage match. Because any smart betting fan would have thought, okay, well, this is the one where Miz gets to win. It's a Steel Cage match. It may be grueling. Shane's going to try his stuff. He's not going to escape. And then, boom, Miz gets to one, two, three. And that puts the end on the storyline. But for Shane... For the first time in a long, 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 long time, 
to have his shirt taken off in a WWE ring, nobody, in my opinion, saw that coming. That is the one finish I would have not have, have even booked. I'm like, Shane losing his shirt? What? <laughs> what have you seen Shane shirtless? I mean, think about that for a second. And I know you, you, you got a great memory and you can go back just like I can. Think of a time, because I couldn't come up with one without touching Google, because I'm treating it like old school, that Shane wrestled or had a match and did not have a shirt on. I mean, we may be like pre-Mean Street Posse type of throwback. but You might have to go back way further than that. Yeah. I don't ever remember him uh, uh, shirtless wrestling mm-hmm. because it was always the elaborate baseball jersey that either said Shane O'Mac or the Croc. <laughs> yeah, or a t-shirt or something really cool. Right. Well, we've uh, seen him with a cutoff sleeve shirt before. Yeah. But, yeah, man. And I don't know. Back then, I thought it was just like there's certain outfits that Vincent want them to partake in. Vincent want maybe. That's in my head. I'm not saying that's what it was. But that Vincent want Shane out there, you know, looking like an average superstar. So you needed something to separate him. And that's where the jerseys or the T-shirts came into play. That In my head. Now, Stephanie, on the other hand, <laughs> she's come out there and some interesting stuff. But. Uh, that that's neither here nor there. It was great there, but <laughs> sorry, yeah, well, well, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. That, like I said, I I was like literally looking at the screen without blinking. Like, is this about to go? Is he about to? Dro-? And when he dropped, I was done. To me, that was match of the night, and I know that sounds crazy, but just because that finish was just so, I don't even know who come up, came up with that. But, man, maybe a standing ovation because that was just spot on perfect. That made me happy for the storyline because Miz screwed Miz. He was going for a move. He grabbed the shirt instead of grabbing the body, and you lost. You can't be mad at Shane. That's all you. And that's perfect for Shane's perspective. I didn't beat you. You beat you. And that's a McMahon-ism you know, that, that's all that wrapped into one, you know? Well, that's true. I mean, geez. I, I didn't see it going down like that. That's the thing. And I actually thought I was going to lose that one because I thought <laughs> the Miz was going to win. I was like, okay. Yep. And all I kept thinking, I said, he's going to give him the skull-crushing finale off the top of the cage. Yep, either that or off the top rope. I was like, I'm just waiting for it. I had almost just went ahead and put the hash hash mark on a couple times. I'm like, I know this is the easy one. This is if nothing else will be tied at the end of the night, worst case scenario. But I know Miz is going to give me the win. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. That's so, what happens when you get your own TV show, man. You make stupid mistakes like that. But he tried to inflict pain. That's what it was. He tried yeah. to inflict as much pain as possible. He obviously watches many cage matches because most of that pain should have been throwing somebody's face into the cage. That's cage match 101. I'm going to whip you into this cage. You're going to bounce off, and then I'm going to pick you up and whip you into this cage, a la SmackDown versus Raw, No Mercy, WWE 2Ks, you know, <laughs> all that good time stuff. That's all you wanted to do. That was the number one move to uh, wear somebody down in the cage match, remember? 
Yep. Every time you whip them in, bang, cling, cling, bang, cling, cling. About 15 of those. Then you just go ahead and hit them with a belly to back, maybe a diamond cutter, a stone cold stunner. Throw them again. They worn down enough. You may hit them with your official finisher, and then you climb out. That was the match. Pretty much. Every single time is a cage match. Here we go again. See, I, I, I love Hell in a Cell when you get uh, when you actually could go outside and get on top of the cage. Yeah, that that those Hell in the Cells, man. And then you could go through. That's when it was. What was that? I think that was a SmackDown two. You could actually start going through the top of the cage. Yeah, it was like a think uh, the Foley's and all that stuff for those crazy opportunities. <laughs> now that right there was what I love. But uh, I know I, I gotta ask you about how you uh, felt about. Well, we'll skip over the the fifth match, which was Tony Nice versus Arya Devar. We both knew Nice was going to win. It's weird right. seeing Nice as a face, but we was like, that's a foregone conclusion on that one. But what I really wanted uh, your opinion on is the next match: Becky versus Lacey Evans. Oh my God! I know, I know, you was losing your mind on that one. That whole thing, just that whole sequence. Period. You, you you got Becky. I knew she. We knew. We both knew she was going to beat Lacey. That was a foregone conclusion. Not because Lacey can't wrestle, but I I, I love the way Lacey performed. She showed that she has in ring skills, and just because she plays a Southern Belle, that woman country as they come. You know, country women can fight. <laughs> oh yeah, all day long. I mean, if you don't believe me. Or you don't believe us? Go check out her uh, her Twitter and just watch what she does in her off time. Oh yeah, but I just I, I didn't. I thought that they were at least gonna give Becky a break at the end of that match. Oh uh, no, I was I thought so too, but man, I was not expecting when Charlotte came out. I was like, oh snap, it's really going down this way, and then I got worried. Because I'm like, uh, two belts, maybe no belts now. Something else may be going down. And I saw some writing on the wall that I wasn't expecting. Because that was just too cool of a sequence on how Charlotte came down, a grin on her face. And, and it's like, man, this is, this is pretty awesome. This is pretty awesome. Y'all are doing something special here. And then uh, that match was, was phenomenal between Charlotte and uh, Becky. It could have went either way. But props to Charlotte for becoming the nine-time champion. But then you started to see the opportunity. And mm-hmm. when that, that music hit and people started hugging each other, and you're like, hold up. Are we about to get? Is it about to be? And diddly. Did Bailey come down and shock the world? Let me ask you this. Does that title reign actually count as nine for Charlotte? That's yeah. what I've been trying to figure out. Yeah. I mean, the moment that bell rung and she was pronounced champion, that's, that's the title reign. That's it. Even, now, even though this is probably her, the shortest out of all nine, what was it, ten minutes maybe? Yeah. But the, at the rate she's going, though, they are potentially 
or she's on pace to be at her dad's level by the end of next year, if not by WrestleMania next year. She could get up to 16. I'm all for it. And then if anybody should should surpass 16, I think that's why they've been putting uh, the kibosh on Cena, breaking it, because that should be a flare beating a flare, if that makes any sense. It does. Makes absolute sense. And Charlotte is one of, in my opinion, right now, the greatest women, one of the oh, greatest women. Say, say, say one of. Yeah, one of. Because I was about to misspeak there. That's some talent out there, man. Hey, but Nia no, Jax would, yeah. would throw one of her uh, her workout dumbbells at you. Like, I know but, he didn't just say that. You know you know, I wouldn't upset my boo, especially <laughs> she's uh, in recovery. Workout's going great, but I wouldn't upset her. But she is one. Nia, uh, geez, Nia Jax. Oh, Lord. She's on my brain now. Uh, Charlotte Flair is one of the greatest women wrestlers in the history of wrestling. Oh, yeah. I, now, I, I definitely agree. Pure athlete. Um, the, the sky's the limit for her potential. If she stays healthy, man, anything and everything. They all they have to do is pace her, in reference yeah. to what she's doing, because she can accomplish. She can hold the belt for a while, and it's believable. But they just have to pace her, and that's the only thing. For a while, they were talking about Sasha Banks being her. Even Ric Flair said it. Sasha be, being her um, Ricky Steamboat. But I think that there could be somebody else to be her sting. And I don't think we found that person yet. Becky, I think we're we're close, but I would want it to be somebody a little bit taller. I don't know. I don't think now persona wise, uh, Becky could be that, but I think we need like just a, a, a physical specimen that could be her sting. And that could be, you know, I'm always going to be selfish, Bianca Belair, um, Mia Yim, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, thought it would be possibly Asuka, but no. Uh, so it, it, once we find out who her sting is, I think that's where the opportunity is really going to pick up. So we'll just have to see how that plays out. But again, the sky's the limit. That's that flow of the match for Becky versus Lacey. Lacey came out shooting the money. I thought that was great because it was like she's being edgy because it's money in the bank and ladders and all that. Because how many, you know, ladies would be coming out with a money shooter, you know? So to me, it was like, all right, that's a little bit more edgy for her character. But then. It, the way it flew, and then she even had a, a hand in Charlotte becoming champion, which we're still not sure exactly which show Becky is on officially. But if she goes to Raw, there's your feud. And then Bailey winning, I mean, it was good. Well, let's say this about Bailey. And I didn't realize it until maybe about an hour or two after uh, Money in the Bank was over, but Bailey became the first women's Grand Slam champion. Yeah, that's big, man. That is history. So no matter what Bailey does the rest of her career, one thing they can never take from her is that she's the first women's Grand Slam champion. Mm -hmm. And she got strong kudos from uh, Sasha Banks, who actually came out of the quiet place to (laughs) 
say something, even though she's been liking AEW product for the past couple years. So it's it's uh it's interesting. Something to keep an eye out for to see where they go with Bailey. Because now that she's got the belt, we can't have it be um like the the women's tag championship. It has to be her own reign of her own promos, of her own position, and you know, everything has to be the way it needs to be. You know, it has to be awesome on her own accord. And if that happens, then we'll be set. Yeah, indeed. But now this is the thing. How long you think they're gonna keep it on keep the belt on Bailey? You think it's gonna be a long dare I say it, I'm not saying fabulous Moolah twenty-eight year long, but you think it'll be a long Becky Lynch reign? Because Becky's had the She's had both belts since April. Dang, it's only really been a month. But it seems like it's been longer. Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked because remember, I'm thinking T-shirt sales. She just had another T-shirt that she walked out with as Becky two belts. So I'm like, okay, well, now she's Becky one belt. What's going on? So as long as – no, now that there's no more automatic rematch – then I think she's got time. But True. that also depends because it is Becky Lynch and she is larger than, you know, everything that's going on at the moment. So it could be something else that could come in and have an effect and then she could lose. But I don't foresee there being anything happening. So I'd give her till. SummerSlam. But then again, Sasha Banks just uh, popped up again to do some WWE 2K20 stuff. So that means that we could be having the boss on the cover of WWE 2K20 this year. And if that's the case, then... She may be feuding with Bailey for the championship. Possibly. That wouldn't be a bad idea. So. I, 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 I'd like that. But then I just don't want them to have Sasha win the belt and take it. Bailey needs to whoop her. You know, she needs to beat her clean so that way she can just have that legitimacy. Agree with that. Because, I mean, if you have her, you have Sasha beat her, let's say, first title defense, what was the point of giving her the belt? To have it for maybe two weeks. Right. Yeah, so we've got some opportunity for great storytelling. We just have to see exactly how they're going to play it out. But speaking of playing out, I think we should go ahead and uh, pay a bill and then come back. We'll finish up our impressions and thoughts on money in the bank and then we're going to turn our attention to the event of the hour we've been talking about it and speculating wondering and hoping and and thinking just like the whole world on pins and needles waiting to see and tonight 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 oh is aew night 
for them to show exactly what's going on. Because when Becky won and then Bailey and then Becky lost and all these things happened, I tweeted out, congrats to Becky, but at the same time to uh, attach Brandy Rhodes in there and say, okay, now y'all have to step up because WWE's making power moves. So mm-hmm. y'all better come correct with everything that's happened on the women's side tonight in order for it to rival. Because if not, there's still some things WWE could pull out of their uh, out of their bag. And I believe it was um, Booker T said it best. AEW's got to do the right thing and balance it out and carve their own niche and, and do everything they can. Now you talk about shots fired. We'll talk about that in a second when we come back. But as long as they do their thing, I, guess, I know it's going to sound crazy, the right way without causing a bunch of unneeded drama, everybody's good. But if they want to try to ruffle the feathers, WWE starts making some moves and letting people do things and, you know, start moving towards that PG side of things on a 13 side and then maybe attitude side. Oh, it's done. <laughs> it's done for AEW instantly. The moment we get a, uh, a half of the attitude era, it's done. But we'll talk about that when we come back. We got a little bit more money in the bank. And maybe upon maybe, there could be proof that somebody in the WWE offices is actually listening to your boys, the sideline junkies. So we'll be back in a moment. And Just now- like a bag of chips. I'm back. Are you back? I'm back. All right. So uh, we're just coming back, uh, as as you know, or hopefully you know, because you've been listening already. Uh, this is AEW Saturday. Just to give you a quick interjection of what's happening real time at the moment, even though you're hearing it and it's already been pre-recorded. Um, they are doing a battle royal for uh, double or nothing. Just some of the people of note that are participating in this uh, wild card battle royal. Glacier from WCW fame. Billy Gunn is in it. What? He's, I thought he was just behind the scenes. He's wrestling? He is wrestling. Wow. The son of Brian Pillman is in it. Flying Brian Jr. Tommy Dreamer is in it as well. And... Just because it's Vegas, I guess, or whatever. Uh, this basically is like a hardcore uh, battle royale because we've had a staple gun. Tommy Dreamers went and got the trash can <laughs> and the, the, the tops. So it's, it's, it's all kind of crazy uh, for what's going on in this battle royal at the moment. But it's flowing really well. Um, everybody is still, for the most part, for those that don't know, some of the not notable talent. Uh, they get introduced in an interesting way coming in groups. So it's, it's, it's flowing okay so far. The, the set has that Casino Royale vases, uh, uh, a Vegas feel on a stage. They are doing a little bit more intimate of a camera style. It's kind of hard because, you know, Vegas arenas are not as closed in. So depending on where you put it, either you're going to have the, the, the crane uh, camera, or you're going to have to have your hard camera angle side a little bit further back. That's the only thing. So their camera hard, their hard camera is a little bit further back 
So you see a little bit more, I guess, what you could call of a wider angle. But other than that, everything is uh, looking really good in the presentation of it. So we'll see how things go through the rest of the pay-per-view. But it's interesting to see the hardcoreness that's going on in this. And Billy Gunn is still hanging in. He's tired, but Mm. he's still hanging in. So with that, just wanted to give you all a a little quick impression of how the wild card, pun intended for the the theme of the night, is going in reference to Jesus Christ. He just hit him (laughs) with a a reverse freaking driver. My God. So (laughs) um, going back to Money in the Bank, sorry, WWE, but. Just wanted to put that out there, not to uh, steal your light away. You know how it is. You know, sometimes you get a little honorary. People in the truck, we still like WWE. Don't cut us off. (laughs) So we're going back to finish the rest of the impressions. So Roman Reigns, Elias, was because we had so much going on with Becky Lynch, they had to shorten the match to make all this stuff happen. So I thought it was smart. Roman just came in after Elias attacked him and destroyed Elias. One, two, three, we got what we needed to get out of that. So it wasn't drawn out any more than it needed to be. It was just what it needed so that way it goes quick. That's what I thought, in my opinion, because it also freed up time for Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles to give, fundamentally, the match of the night. Well, I'm not even going to lie. I... I didn't think that match was going to be that good, but then I sat there and I was in oh, yeah. awe the whole entire they time. took the shackles off and allowed those guys to give us an indie perspective on what sports entertainment and wrestling should be. They put on a clinic, period. And that's arguably match of the night and potentially could be selected for match of the year, in my opinion. We'll see what else may come of it, but that that was pretty intense and amazing. Um, but my pick, my only one of the night, because I picked the Beast Slayer. So Seth Rollins won. Yeah. yeah. Any other given night, any other given situation, I can see AJ Styles pulling the victory. But that night, that situation, those kind of stakes, yeah. But the class act that AJ, AJ Styles is after the match and he, he knew it the crowd knew it Seth knew it they put on a show and they knew it and I, that, that class act that those two gentlemen are I, I love that at the end of that match alright new update for double or nothing I thought maybe this guy was crawling but we have a, a wrestler in there that has no legs that is not Zach Gowan. So that, that's, that's pretty interesting right there. Okay. Yeah. And hey, everybody has an opportunity. And he just hit a no-legged 619. <laughs> and he is you know, okay. like, dude, I, I, this is ridiculous. He just <laughs> This is ridiculously amazing. He just climbed up from the outside. Uh, and did uh, a flipping senton on the guy laying in the ring. That's pretty badass right there. That's pretty badass. So uh, that's a a new update right there. 
Hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. So we need to, we're going to move this along so that way we can get on there. Is he about to get elimination too? He just got elimination. What is going on? Hey, that's what I'm talking about, man. Speaking of what I'm talking about and what's going on, Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, we knew Kofi was getting a, getting a nod. KO did a hell of a good job, though. But Kofi, that was his night for that. Period. You know what? I was so confident in this one that Kofi was going to win. I actually, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is one of the ones I was trying to watch during Game of Thrones. So I'm <laughs> up and down. So I didn't really, I didn't really pay full attention to it, but I knew Kofi was yeah. going to win. And then, you know, it is Game of Thrones. So you had to get that organically. And I uh, know just for full transparency to uh, our listeners, KG asked me, hey, man, we're going to have a reaction show to this. I'm like, man, <laughs> I got to watch this Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I got to go to bed. <laughs> like, I'll be emotionally drained to even think about what could potentially happen. <laughs> let, let, let's just say I was up pretty late. And I was like, this would have been the perfect night uh-huh. because I'm keyed up. And I, I, I need somebody to talk to. I was to. done, man. The moment John said, she will always be my queen. Oh, no, John. No. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. See, we're not going off of the tangent on that conversation. We are not. We are not. We are not. I'm not ready to talk about it right I'm now. Still, I'm still. Yeah. So, let's go to <laughs> something that's not as crucial that won't have me crying at the end for all the symbolism, even though, Bran, really? Really? This fool? <laughs> really? Just Bran the we'll Broken. My gr- your grace, we'll have this worked out by, you know, the time we get everything together. Oh, I know. Like, what? Does somebody got to punch this little kid in the mouth? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Men's money in the bank ladder match. Talk about it. Oh, Lord. Ruined the whole entire. Let me rephrase that. The finish ruined the whole entire pay-per-view. I wanted my $9.99 back for the whole entire month. I wanted to cancel my subscription right there. Why? You have the likes of Randy Orton. Drew McIntyre, who we both picked to win. Uh, Ricochet. Uh, who else is in that Money in the Bank? Hold on. Hold on. Where we at? Uh, uh, Andrade, Mustafa Ali, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor. And Brock Lesnar walks down at the end while it's carnage everywhere. Pushes a ladder over, hits two cameramen, to be quite honest. That was hilarious. But he climbs up. He, he takes Ricochet off the ladder, climbs up to the top of the ladder. Nobody stops him. He <laughs> unsecures the briefcase, and now he is Mr. Money in the Bank. I was livid. I was expecting Brock, truthfully, to come down during Seth's match with AJ Styles. So I, I was expecting him because I'm like, there's, there's, there's got to be a Brock scenario in here somewhere. 
maybe a beatdown after. I don't know. But I was expecting to see Brock. And then when he came down and got the money bank ladder match, I was like, well, we did talk about, though, how are they going to lead in to this match in Jeddah? And, True. But ahead, now, sorry. no, no, Chris Jericho said, I think Chris Jericho summed it up perfectly. And he tweeted this out. Awesome to see Brock Lesnar win the Money in the Bank match, even though he wasn't officially entered. Brock is the future of the biz. And this perfect example of genius booking shows why WWE will remain on top forever. Hashtag go Brock go. Sarcasm much. That's what. <laughs> that's all I can say. But, you know, he's one of those people that can say stuff like that. And, you know, Vince is, he knows. Vince knows, like, yeah, you're right. But that was the right call to make. We had to make a power move that would sometimes give it people what they want. They got Kofi. Becky still has a belt. You know, you have all those things going on that's really giving the fans opportunities that they want. But sometimes you got to piss them off to keep them talking. And you got to make moves. Look look at the, the sandwich that they got AEW in. Money in the bank. Then next weekend, we got NXT TakeOver. And then right after NXT TakeOver, we got the Saudi Arabia show with Brock versus Undertaker. Right. So you, you, you And then now, Seth versus... Um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Goldberg versus Undertaker, and now Brock versus Seth. So having all that going on, you, you had to make a power move in there somewhere. And that doesn't mean that Brock is going to win. He may ca- make actually it's not really going to be a cash in if he's in the match. So he may still stay Mr. Money in the Bank. But then again, Seth may not be champion when it's cashed in on. I think Roman Reigns may be the one the cash-in is going to be attempted on. Mm. So we'll, we'll have to see exactly when they have that uh, that lockdown. But I knew you was going to have something to say <laughs> about Brock Lesnar winning that. I knew you was going to have something to say. You know, I, I was – wasn't really happy about it. I'm not even going to lie. I wasn't happy about it. I just, I saw it going a total different direction. I was like, okay, we're going to have some new blood out here. I didn't think Randy Orton. I thought this is Drew McIntyre's time. He's been kicking ass and taking names for seven months or more. When is it going to be his yeah, time? I agree. Now, I wouldn't even be opposed to seeing um, Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. Hmm. It's not bad. That would be legit. Why not heel versus heel? That would, and big man versus big man. I think that would bring a lot out of Drew, but I also believe that Drew would bring a lot out of Brock because it would be a different dynamic because Brock isn't fighting somebody that's huge. Or he's not fighting a person that's huge that can't move as well like the taker couldn't. He's fighting somebody that can go, that can move and can give and can take. So that means that Brock has to be a little bit more physical and and, and things can be done at a level that would be extremely entertaining. And speaking of entertaining, the Battle Royal was over and Hangman Page just won the... First ever battle royal of AEW's history. 
Congratulations. Yep. So double or nothing is off to a, a full field out in Las Vegas. So I guess, man, is there anything else that you would like to talk about before we take a commercial break and discuss just exactly what matches are happening? Uh, I can think of something. What's that? I can think of, and let's just put our remembrance caps on. Hey, KG, I know what they should do. Now, I think this may have been the the what if episode that we did. <laughs> what if they gave some new belts? Man, Dom, man, what type of belt do you think? I think it'd be crazy if they did like, what if they brought back the 24-7 rule? Like, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, but it'd be a championship, like the 24-7 champion. Fast forward, what you got, Mick Foley? I got 24-7 championship. Man. <laughs> I purposely didn't watch it, that segment, because I'm like, no, I just, I just want to see it on my phone just in case it's some BS. So that way I'm not sitting there watching it, and then I'm going to get mad. Oh, man, I was mad and happy at the same time. I'm like, A, I can't believe they just rocked this thing. B, why the hell we ain't get no damn credit? <laughs> we talked about the tw- – you. we even tweeted – between me, you, and K-Bro about the 24-7 match. I'm sorry, 24-7 match and the belt. Um, that night, like, what should they bring back? Yeah, they should bring back the daggone 24-7. Ain't this a mess. Yeah. Ain't this some mess. But they're doing it right. Having it start right now, whoever gets it, gets it. So the scramble was great. Titus being the first inaugural, quote-unquote, 24-7 champion, I think was great. And then it ended up in our truth's hands was phenomenal. What truth is doing yeah, with but this don't forget, right now. <laughs> don't forget it landed in Bobby Roode's hand oh, first. Yeah, that's true, but, yeah, we'll skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> because when truth did what he did, that's what it was all about. But this is the first time – and any promo capacity, if you watch True's tweets, that he mentioned Lil Jimmy. I lost my crap. I was at work on lunch break watching True's tweet about how he's out, nobody can find him. And then he just mentioned Lil Jimmy. I'm like, yo, and my employees just coming in. Everything all right? You good, man? I'm like, Lil Jimmy, Lil Jimmy. But. <laughs> We got to, speaking of truth, maybe you can shed some uh, light on this. Um, Jeez, now I can't find who tweeted it. We were asked a question uh, about truth and Carmella. Were they dating? Light subscriber on Twitter asked, uh, were they dating? And you know, bring up some good points. I mean, she's helping him keep the 24-7 title, and she had plenty of time to take it herself. Yeah, now I think that would have been comical, um, giving AJ Styles too much credit. I ain't got no T-shirt. Maybe it's because I'm wearing his old T-shirt that I'm saying phenomenal a lot. But, um, uh, no, because Truth is happily married. For storyline purposes, I would have loved to have seen her pull a truth, quote-unquote, and – hide him somewhere and say, hey, just stay here. I'll be right back. And then come back, she brings a ref and then scores a one, two, three while he's taking a cat nap. 
uh, and, and take the belt away or, or, or something. <laughs> but you know what I was thinking? And this is where it's great, but I, I was leading off to it's not great. And that's because Truth has had the belt too long. He shouldn't still be champion. No offense to Truth, but it should be a chaotic championship. Like, there should be more 24-7 champions than any other championship ever. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And that's, that's, been and that's the way it's supposed to be. I would like to have seen a woman be champion. But I would love, because they tore, at some point, The Rock becomes champion. At some point, mm. he just comes down and he just takes the, wins the championship. Now, I know what you're thinking. How are they going to get the belt off The Rock? Huh. Got it. Could be Beth Phoenix. It could be, mm. um, uh, oh gosh, uh, I'm brain farting. Uh, Alexa Bliss. But it'll be one of those, oh, or Mandy Rose. Rock, she comes out, nah. plants a kiss on a rock, and he just falls back as they're they're kissing, and then a ref just pops up. One, two, three. You know what? I was thinking a totally different way. You want to get the belt off the rock? Have Stone Cold take oh, it off. But how you gonna get the belt off Stone Cold? <sighs> Gotta have an exit strategy. Hmm. See, it wouldn't work because I would have Jim Ross take it off of him. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually have Jim. And you know what? Jeez, we talk about money-making opportunities. That right there, that 24-7 title. You have Jim Ross take it off of Stone Cold. He takes it on AEW. Like, he does AEW TV with the belt sitting on the desk. And then as he's leaving, the camera cuts away. Referee out there, he's getting pinned by a WWE wrestler. And that'll bridge the gap between the two. And the next thing you know, you got people from AEW coming to WWE, vying for the belt, cutting promos, stuff like that. But it's you never know who's going to have it as long as you got a referee. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just me and my money making. I want everybody to get along and make this money. And stop leaving the sideline junkies <laughs> out of it, because we 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 bringing we bringing the fire. Damn, I agree. We definitely, definitely need to uh, get paid. Well, we need to get paid. Can we just get like some backstage passes to you know the shows when you're in town, meet and greet, get to hang out. You know, that's it. Interview yeah. or two. That's all. Nothing crazy. That's all we need. That's all we need. And the job, but <laughs> and what I mean by job, I mean us having a show on the WWE Network. Job, yeah, yeah, that would be great. Uh, on a, a high five figure salary would be great. I mean, ninety thousand is still yeah. comfortable, guaranteed year. Yeah, fifty two shows a year, so one a week. So we would tour with them. Oh, trust me, you know I thought about this. <laughs> Don't get tour with them, and then we would have special guests because we already be there for Raw, SmackDown, whatever. So you know we'd be Rod buddies already, driving between the, the shows. So hey, it is what it is. But here's the key: we would have to be 
carte blanche for whatever we want to say. Now, we're not going to say anything overtly crazy like F Vince or nothing like that. No, it's not on that level. But if in the midst of conversation, we say, because we're going to be true to ourselves, AEW, nobody should be running into into, or like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said AEW or Cody Rhodes or this or that. It's our show. Because Mm -hmm. when you have that level of freedom, what does that mean? People will watch. Because we're breaking through walls on a network when nobody's expecting it. Like now, they're going back doing nostalgic stuff to to pull back these AEW viewers. I just saw a trailer that's for what's going to be happening. It's either tonight or tomorrow night for the failed reboot of WCW or revival of WCW. That is their answer to getting the the viewership away from double or nothing. Is talking about why WCW died again in concept. That is not what you need to be doing. You need to be focusing on who can you bring in, who's getting called up. Because I watched a, a match between uh went back watched the uh, NXT match between Mia Yim and Bianca Belair that happened 3 weeks ago and that match was ridiculous it was amazing then on the same card you had Adam Cole wrestling so I'm like the crowd was just hot everything was just on fire that level of on fire only happens in truth for Ricochet. Like they're marking out for Ricochet for the performance aspect. Kofi, they're marking out just because they're just happy that he's got it. Becky, they just marking out because for the man and that character. But Ricochet, they marking right. out because they ready to see Ricochet. <laughs> you know, they're ready to see the excitement. Everybody else has their spots. You know, you go you go wait and you're gonna see uh, the phenomenal forearm or you're going to see the end of days or you're going to see this. So you're waiting, you know, the normal wrestling fan where you just got get your camera ready. When oh, they get on the top rope, time to get ready to take that picture. Cause we'll get the frog splash. I've got to get that shot. But Ricochet, it's the whole match. And that's what yeah, that's down true. NXT right now. The whole match is hot with all that talent and they've got to bring it up. Got to bring them up. And also got to bring us in because I don't know. We just helped give y'all a championship. WWE Universe. Well, that, that 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 is true because we've been talking about it for uh man close to a year. Twenty four seven belt. Out of everything they could have brought out. Twenty four. The TV title. Twenty four seven belt. That isn't even being defended. Like. When Truth was in the airport, oh, they should have had a ref right there. It should have happened live right there on Facebook. Truth should have had, lost the belt. And then whoever took it from him boarded the plane. Why not? Can you imagine how exciting yeah. that would have been? You missed that on somebody on Facebook Live. Like, Man, did you see that? On well, Facebook Live, uh, Truth just lost the belt. To who? To Carmella. <laughs> uh, hey Truth, can you get my gun right there? Push him over. One, two, three. And she go get on the plane. 
That's it. And that's all. And then as she's walking mm. in, she would have had on her phone a theme song playing. <laughs> I mean, you could have did so. I mean, you could do so much with this. But Truth shouldn't have the belt walking in a Raw. And then he runs out of Raw and still champion. Because then you're going to diminish the excitement of the belt. And it's going to be a novelty of no fun. Then I'm be pissed. Right. Because you're taking my idea. You brought the fruition. And then now it's just just hour three is the only hour you get that level of entertainment. Really? They should even said that because now you just set it up to where that means hour one and two is not entertaining. So I don't know, but, but you, we, we, we talked about, you could have brought back the North American championship, the international heavyweight championship, mm-hmm. a Canadian championship, the hardcore, uh, the hardcore, the TV titles. I mean, it's so many championships you could have brought back, but you bring or the women. I see, which is very, very, very much so needed because you got too many women competing for two belts, and it's no belt that's a step under the Raw and SmackDowns Women Championship. You need something that's a step under. Two belts, actually. That's a step under for each show. Yep. That that's basically your number one contender. That's who's going to carry the flag next. So yeah, I, I I agree with that. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But they they've got to have more championship. Nobody should be champion for anything longer than a Christmas break. To be honest, like at WrestleMania, that belt should change hands at least fifteen times. It should be the in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal next year. The champion should be in there instead of trying to throw people over the top rope. They should be trying to get the pinfall in the match. Think about that. <laughs> I'd love you that. You got thirty people pulling each other off, and they trying one two three one two three one two three one two three. <laughs> so, like, is anybody going to try to throw somebody over the top rope? Until the champion gets thrown over the rope, and then you got people deciding the champ's on the crown. Do I eliminate myself or do I try to win this? And then somebody jumps over, eliminates himself, and becomes champion and runs out. The, 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 the opportunities are limitless for this. Like the champion could be inside the elimination chamber, and, and this could be still for a championship opportunity. So it could be for the Raw championship, but the 24-7 champions in there too. So you could have people breaking into the Elimination Chamber just to get the championship off the 24-7 champion. So it's, it's so much opportunity. But it's, it's up to them to figure out. I just hope that they don't ruin it, you know. I hope not either. I, I hope it just make the best out of a bad, uh, I'm not going to say a bad situation. Make the best out of this situation because you can't you can't introduce a new belt and then like our truth has been champion since Tuesday? Monday? Yeah. Tuesday? Monday? Monday? It's Saturday. 
And he, but he, 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 you got to give him credit though. He's rolling around in disguise trying to keep this chain. Oh, yeah. And I, I give it the truth that I can't say enough how he is curating this belt and doing stuff the, the right way for his character. I can't speak any more highly of what he's doing, I, but just for what the belt is to represent. That needs to be more title changes. Like he could lose the belt. Three people later, he gets the belt back. I'm cool with that. So by the end of the night, he may have left the champion, but he may have lost it, or the championship may have changed hands eight times. It just doesn't need to be mm. he walks in and then runs out and he's been a champion still. That's to me that unless it's a holiday transition. That belt should be changing hands every time people are present. And as a ref, every time there's a potential for a ref, that belt should be changing hands. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So, I agree. But we'll see. I mean, the, the key is going to be what happens on Monday. And I love your truth. Uh, I, I'm subscribed to uh, your... your your um your fan club thing that you got going on for your music, I'm down. But it needs to be a floating transitional championship between men and women. I wouldn't mind seeing Renee Young sneak in and become champion. I would love to and see Michael that. Cole pin her and take it from her. Because <laughs> that seemed like something he would yeah. do. So, you know, I don't know how you'll work that out, but that's that's the, the and my, when I thought about the whimsicalness of the championship is that anybody and everybody could be champion. I wouldn't mind seeing a cameraman look down and become champion. Why not? Here's a, the ring announcer. a thought. Our truth drops his championship. Is he ever going to get back in the running for the U.S. title? I don't think at this level he needs it. I think he could get the run for the IC because Kofi broke that that ceiling for folks like him. And R-Truth will be the next in line to become champion because that's a belt he has not had. Mm-hmm. And why couldn't he be? He's still just like uh, Dustin Rhodes. He could still go. Right. That's that's true. I don't know too many people that can hit that corkscrew uh, splash and all that other stuff like truth. I mean, looking at his resume, he's been uh, he's two time Slammy Award winner. Uh, he won Mix Max Challenge season two with Carmella. Uh, he was a two time hardcore champion, two times United States champion, a WWE tag team champion. And now he's a 24 seven champ. I mean, Put the IC title on, man. Now, don't forget when he was in TNA, he was a two-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion. So he can carry the big belt. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I just want to see him, you know, get back in there. Don't I don't want to see him, rele- uh, uh, you know, relegated to gimmicks. Right. When he showed, hey, I was U.S. champ. I can, I can mm-hmm. wrestle. And he can do so. So, I mean, more power to your truth. And I would like to see 
little Jimmy with a replica belt. Because <laughs> if you brought him up, oh, man. If you brought him up, you don't understand how happy I was, man, for little Jimmy to be mentioned. As, I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing little Jimmy become champion. That would mm. be... Can you imagine people looking for little Jimmy to pin little Jimmy? Yeah, just think about and they it. can't find yeah. <laughs> Or they just lay... They just drop an elbow in the middle of the ring, and you see the ref like, come on, ref, come on. And the ref's like, what the heck? What am I supposed to be doing? And then <laughs> do a pinfall with little Jimmy in the middle of the ring. Like, oh, my God, that would be amazing. But then, but, but then Truth come out and say, uh-uh, little Jimmy ain't over there. He over now. Yeah, like, what are you doing? And then you're like, what? <laughs> Correction. And still, 24-7 champion, little Jimmy. <laughs> Like, oh my God! Oh man, we could go on for hours uh, of ways for you know truthisms to be intertwined in this, but that's it. That, that's exciting. Yeah, it it, I, it it grew on me, but when this whole championship stuff, and I don't, I don't want to say I'm not, I wasn't giving it a chance. I just expected something different. When you say you were unveiling a new belt, uh, I expected TV title. Uh, a women's TV title. I don't know. I expected something like that. But talking to you, talk. You know, the tweets from K Bro and everything. You guys made me see the light. All right, I'm cool with it. Let's get on with it. But if they come to DC, guaranteed, I'm I'm, I'm taking that belt off of somebody. I hear that. I'll be there watching. Excited! Hey, guess what? I'll, I'll, I'll just you know, kind of casually come down your way, and then all of a sudden you can take the belt off me. Oh, that was the plan. Yeah, see, I'm thinking ahead. Appreciate that, man. That's so kind of you. But no, I'm quite (laughs) sure your wife would end up taking the belt off you. So that may be the end of it. She got a hell of an arm bar, man. That may be the end of it right there. Like, who's going to take the belt off me? Never mind. Let me go ahead and uh, find this other championship to go after. (laughs) She she got a hell of an arm bar. I swear. I was playing around. She put me in one. I was like, all right, you got to let me go. I'm I'm done. That's going to be exciting. So. Just to make sure that, you know, you've got time to hide from your wife before she tries to put that armbar on you. We'll pay uh, bills one more time. Then we'll just uh, run over the the card for AEW's Double or Nothing that's currently happening as we speak. And then uh, we'll wrap it up. Be right back. Five years behind the mic, Jim Ross. Special to have Jim Ross. Good, go ahead and say what you was gonna say. No, I'm just I'm listening. I'm I'm saying, hey, that right there lets you know what's going on. Oh yeah, if you could hear it, but uh that was that ever so special music ushering in Jim Ross into the NGM Grand as he is about to join the announce team for double or nothing. Boomer Sooner has come back to wrestling. And now, okay, I know a lot of people talk about uh, Beyonce, and that's cool, but Brandy Rhodes is rocking that Beyonce shine right now, as she is 
getting out of her vehicle with the American nightmare, Cody. So this Man. is going to be a night. We're all waiting for the Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho as the headlining match. But in between that, as said, uh, Hangman Page won the Battle Royal. Uh, we got Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian. Asia Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, and Emi Shakur versus Hikaru. Sorry if I'm butchering. There's some ruse up in here. Shida, Riho, and Ryo Mizunami. We've got Britt Baker versus Kylie Ray versus Nyla Rose. We got the best friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans. We got SoCal Uncensored versus the Stronghearts. And then where the Usos start to take notice, we've got the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. And that is going to be basically a super kick off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's going to be great. That is going to be great. So that's... There's a lot going on uh, for Double or Nothing. It's looking insane. They've even got an 8-bit entrance for Double or Nothing right now. They are doing some things right in reference to how it's being produced. It's it's pretty exciting. And, uh, man, it's going to be exciting times tonight, man. So history is, is being made as we speak. And now we're going to see what's going to come of it and what's going to lead to this huge deal with TNT. Right. And not only that, uh, tweeted out Sideline Junkies page, they swooped in and stole Dean Malenko from WWE. Yep. A man of a thousand holds is given right. a thousand ideas. And one of the greatest trainers in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dean and, Malenko is close to that level of a, a Hart Family Dungeon level of, of conceptual wrestling when it comes to what's going on, man. Well, wasn't he trained in a dungeon? Yeah. Hey. But, I mean, now there's not a lot of that left. No, it's not. I mean, you got Natty. Yeah, but she's not putting these women, in my opinion, through those dungeon level paces. Oh no, <laughs> no, not that yet. Be that, that wouldn't be that many women in the WWE if they was going through the Hart Family Dungeon, to say the least, the way that Natty did. Oh man, and then you know, it was two jabronis, and yeah, I mean jabroni because I want to call you something else, but two jabronis that were in the comments of that uh, press release about Dean Malenko talking about Dean Malenko only had really five holds, yeah, and okay. him. Him and Chris Jericho probably would fit well together because Chris Jericho got a, a six hole. And I'm like, have you ever watched wrestling before? Are you serious? Yeah. Like, all it is is WCW. The man didn't even have to, didn't have anything flash when he walked down. He just came down, tightened his, his wrist tape, and put in that work. Exactly. And did a Texas Cloverleaf. And that's why I'm in love with that, with uh, the Texas Cloverleaf. And Lord knows, 
I put a lot of people in that move. Yeah, me too. <laughs> hey, man, you get in that move now. Let me find out you 24-7 champion. Hey, that's fine. That's all right. That's all right. I, yeah, because I'm so you like, ah, yeah, watch that knee. <laughs> <laughs> watch the knee. What kind of mess is that? You, that the knee is going to make you tap. Yeah. Hey. I'm going to put it on clean, though. Just know I'm going to put it on clean. <laughs> respect where respect is given. So um, we're not going to keep anybody longer because uh, next week we've got a lot to cover because we, we're going to see on the WWE side their reaction. Like I said, NXT, in my opinion, out of everything that's happening, is going to be the only show coming up that's going to rival potentially what could happen with Double or Nothing. So 20,000 people are in MGM Grand right now going crazy. Jim Ross is there. Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, Uso Sweet, Brandy Rhodes. There's just so much going on. Plus the, 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 uh, the cloud hoping of a John Moxley showing up and who knows, maybe a Sasha Banks. Who knows what could happen? There's still anything is possible. Everybody is possible. Who knows? But this could change the face of competition in sports entertainment. Well, before we get out of here, Thursday marked 20 years since we lost Owen Hart. And to say something on Twitter, I, I couldn't even form the words to say it. Because I didn't know what else could be said, what I could say. Um, even on Instagram, on our sideline junkies page, didn't know what to say. All I could say is, you know, we lost a legend 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I couldn't put it in the words because of the time. And, you know, it was long before social media. I didn't find out until the next day. And that, that following morning, walking into school I, as a senior, you know, I'm like, shoot, this is the last week of school. I don't, I didn't have a care in the world. But 20 years is a long time. Yeah. And where where I hope Brett isn't still beating himself up about it. Because truthfully, if Brett hadn't went to WCW, Owen would still be here. I'm I'm pretty confident because I think Brett, even though it was Owen's decision, he was like, yeah, let's do it. I think Brett would have been like, fool, if you don't keep you behind off the rafters. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Uh, It's just I, I, I don't think a stunt like that has ever been attempted again. No, I'm well, it's been not that particular thing, but we saw the execution of it from a lot more thought perspective, I guess is the best way to put it, with Sting coming down as right. many times as he did. Shawn Michaels, oh. too. Yeah. But, you know, still, that was one of those, what? What What happened? He, he what? Oh, that, that could, you never thought about people passing away in a ring let alone that being something of that nature. But, you know, that's just one of those those true tragedies of, man. 
But that's about I, all you can say about it. I tell the younger generation, don't focus on the death. Focus on the career and the life. Oh, yeah. And go back and watch some of his matches. How he got his mother to throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a part of the nation. Mm-hmm. Most people don't remember that. He was a part of the nation with The Rock. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, uh, Shawn Michaels calling him a nugget of feces in the Hart family toilet. Yep. I mean, just the things that 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 went on during his career. Um, hopefully, two things happen in the very near future, and that's one: his family, his wife, kids release this movie, and two, he finally gets what he deserves and goes into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, and I know it sounds crazy, but. Like, if they put him in a Hall of Fame without the family's permission, per se, what are they going to do? What's the family going to sue? You put him in a Hall of Fame. Brett is all for it. Put him in a Hall of Fame, Brett. Right. But I think you, you, would, you wouldn't have to have, you wouldn't, you couldn't have a big Hall of Fame class for that. Yeah. That would have to be something small. Right. He would have to. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Man. So. Yeah, but man, it's it's hard to believe time has flown by, you know, that 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 fast, man. That's wow. Yeah. Wow. That's one of those moments, you know, nine eleven, you knew where you were. When when that happened with Owen, you knew where you were. Um, you know, that, that that's up there. And I know people are like, that's wrestling. How's that time with nine eleven, man? You lost a family member that day. Right. You know. Whether he was just straight up Owen Hart or he was the Black Heart Owen Hart, like when we lost Brian Pillman, I was a family member. Um, you know that that's just one of those man. But we're gonna leave on a, a brighter note because, like I said, we're gonna find out what the WWE's response is gonna be on Monday and how they're gonna put forth the product. We could have call ups. We could have surprises. Because they're gonna have to do something, not only to lead into NXT Takeover, which this is an NXT Takeover that doesn't have a tie into a major pay per view. You know, normally the recipe is you've got SummerSlam and a Takeover, Survivor Series and a Takeover, WrestleMania and a Takeover. They could do one for Royal Rumble, they could not. But you know, that's normally the cadence. But this is an independent Takeover of note. So. This could be the segue for other opportunities and other other entities for what we'll say. And I mean entities because Bray Wyatt could show up. So they've got to do something to shake the foundation and level the playing field. And if that happens, then we've got a playing opportunity. Because I know Vince is like, well, we got to see what the pay-per-view does. But they're, they don't have a Monday show. They've got a down-the-road show for TNT, so we don't know when it's debuting. So WWE still has an opportunity to adjust to get ready to be able to offset Kenny Omega versus Y2J. So we'll see what happens. That's right. Hopefully they make the right decisions. They make the right call-ups. <coughs> Bianca Belair. Um, oh, God. The, <laughs> the entire <laughs> roster. Like, we should watch uh, NXT TakeOver, and then after TakeOver, it's an entirely new roster. (laughs) 
Like, who the hell are all these people? Because everybody's called up. Right. I can, I can, I can dig that. Or give me a Jay Lethal. It would be nice. Yeah. It really would. Put a little lethal consequences back together for a little bit. Thank you very much. If only. Ah. But I guess you might as well tell them where they can hear our lovely selves every week. Well, of course you can hear us right here on Anchor. That's our home. This is where we're at. Uh, Radio Public, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Podchaser, Podbean, Podcoin, where they pay you to listen to us. iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Player FM. Of course, you can catch us on social media, Sideline Junkies on Instagram and Twitter, Sideline Junkies Colon Podcast on Facebook. And don't forget, you want to get at us, Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com. And don't forget about SidelineJunkies.com. Always a will, always a way, always WrestleManiacs. And that's what we do. I love it. I love it. That's the way to end the show. I ain't got nothing else to say. Good night. <laughs> I thought maybe you had something. So I was like, I know you're going to got something over top of that, but no, hey, I'll take the wrap up credit this time. Yes. No. <laughs> Cause you had me last week. <laughs> so I'm glad I can stump you. <laughs> I got nothing. All I can say is good night and God bless. Hey man. Enjoy AEW folks. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.